Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. So we're doing a series on how to use your website to brand like a baller. During these six episodes, we'll be covering, number one, what is a website, past, present, the evolution, and how it affects your brand and your business. Number two, who the hell are you marketing to? And how does your website design and or functionality make that happen? Number three, setting up your website like restaurants, branding expert approach versus internet marketing where numbers count. Number four, user experience, one page versus multiple pages. Number five, maintenance, ways to keep your website fresh so your site visitors have a good experience and impression of your brand. And finally, number six, we're gonna talk about now what? How these topics have affected our own approach to our websites. Mike, what is the importance of a website? With a website, you can look at it in a couple ways. Uh, I think by def- definition, is just a group of web pages. Uh, think of a business website that contains a bunch of pages describing a specific product, service, and probably mentioning something about a company. But the other way to look at a website is more like a marketing tool to build your business and uh, ultimately get your clients. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, uh, that, is, that is basically what a website i think people probably recognize that but i think there's still um i don't know if i don't know if there's still a misconception about it but i guess websites are not necessarily just a place to park information they are sort of this active tool within your marketing arsenal and it's sort of a digital footprint like it's constantly there it's it's available Uh, anyone can access it at any time of the day so it's definitely an important part of your business get something solid. Well, I mean, if not even critical, because let's say, for example, if someone doesn't have a website, I mean, there are still people that don't have websites. You know, people do judge your business based on your digital presence, right? It's more, uh, what do you call it, tree friendly, right? So you're not just throwing (laughs) business cards at everyone (laughs) that no one uses nowadays, but... Yeah, even like brochures and things like that. I mean, you you know, you could have it on a website or you could have it on paper, but, you know, I was... Actually, the funny thing, I was at a meeting today with our building and the Strata Council, and they were talking about how all the people in our building are computer savvy, which really surprised me because like literally 80% of the people in the building are like over 70 years old. So even people that you wouldn't think, you know, care about a digital presence or whatever, they actually do care. So (laughs) they're actually into it all. It's the in thing. (laughs) It's the in thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, so anyway, so it's also how you will either, like you said, gain or, you know, possibly lose business to a competitor based on some things that we want to talk about here as far as evolution of your website and sort of, I guess, uh, all different topics related to how your website can either help you or hurt you. Let's talk about the design a little bit, about how websites have changed from the past to where they are now and how it affects your brand. You know, from the past, I would just say that websites have been sort of say a lot of stuff in a small amount of space. So when, you know, when I work with clients who made websites uh, in the past, let's say like 10 years ago, and they now want to start upgrading, they really talk about, they have this idea I want everything above uh, above the fold. So the the moment that you go to my website, people can see everything that they need to see. And you know, that's true, you know, things have uh in a way that's a good thing. You're showing important information really quickly. But because of phones and stuff, we're kind of used to scrolling. Things have kind of changed in in terms of presentation. So put more space between stuff, a little bit more of a minimal, refreshing sense, like, okay, I just want little chunks of information that I can scroll, you know, down the, down the page 
and that's okay for me. So I would kind of say the way that design has changed is that you know you have this idea of minimal, less is better. Uh, there's this idea of flat design uh, because uh, basically we're trying to build uh, websites to fit on all different types of screen sizes, and that's kind of technical. But how does this affect your brand? Well, it helps. It makes it easier to understand what your business is all about and clearly communicate what it is that you have to offer when you can provide a website that you give a person some time to absorb it and to kind of get to know you. So it's sort of like when you go to a meeting, you don't say, hey, I'm Mike, and then just ramble a bunch of things immediately. You kind of, you try to work things in a little bit. And I think that's where you say in design. I think maybe people don't necessarily understand design principles because they always think of design as, you know, you see Apple products that are well-designed or whatever, but I guess when it comes to website design, the principles of you know print layout design or uh, that sort of graphic design element, sometimes it's not always there, I guess, uh, in the past especially. And I think now people are recognizing that design does play a key role in how your website appears to your visitors and also in the functionality as well. So it, it does definitely help, right? And then I think you know the last point to that is that you know, it's the first impression that people get of you and your brand. And it can either consciously or unconsciously be a deciding factor for whether someone decides to do business with you or not. And, you know, as an example, I know this one dentist and I go back to him all the time. I should really tell him. I, I have told him. He doesn't listen. But, you know, <laughs> I go back to him all the time because he is really a famous dentist. I mean, he does really well, which is probably why he doesn't care about his website. But if you knew him personally or you've met him and people talk about him, you think, wow, this guy's awesome. I, I would love for him to work on my teeth or whatever. So then you go over to his website to like book an appointment or get his phone number or find out more information and you're like, oh, it's like a major letdown. It's like, I don't know, it's like, uh, it's like those phone sex things where you think it's like some really hot girl and then you find out that she's not as good looking as you think she is, right? She only sounds good. And there's like so a photo of a picture smiling and they're missing a, te a tooth. <laughs> exactly, or like several, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like several, you know, and so that's what it's like when, when you visit his website. It's like, oh man, you know, it, his brand just does not come through and I guess people can lose confidence in who they think someone is from the initial impression of someone's website. So anyway, that is design. Anyway, I want to quit bashing his thing, but anyway, that's... <laughs> I'm going to keep bashing until he gets you to fix it. Um, anyway, so that is design. I mean, let's let's move on. Let's, let's talk about functionality and websites because that's obviously really important as well. Let's just say in the past, websites were more this idea of just, you know, let's use them to drive traffic to our website. People can read information about us and that's good. More recently, and what people are getting much better at or, or businesses are, is basically trying to convert these people that have come to your website uh, to warm prospects. And the way that you do that is you use some sort of uh, lead magnet. You try to get people to sign up to something or, um, you know, you say, for example, hey, download my free uh, ebook, uh, just enter your email. And, you know, these are what this is allowing companies to do is not just drive people to the website, which is great, but actually see or identify who's interested in the products that they have. Right, exactly. You're pre-qualifying people. Uh, you're also offering some sort of proof or justification for people to work with you. So let's say, for example, if you do have that information on there and then people think, wow, that's really valuable. This guy obviously knows what he's doing 
or you have testimonials, whatever. So, you know, that whole user experience, you know, is also really important. So when they get there, not only do you want them to find some sort of lead, ma lead magnet or something for them to sign up to, but you want to also want to make sure that, you know, your, your website is quick enough, mm -hmm. you, that they can get around the website easily. You definitely want to make it as easy as possible. I mean, think about what Mike said earlier about, you know, everything's on mobile, right? You know, if you go to a website where, you know, it's not really mobile friendly or whatever, you know, how difficult it is to use that, right? So you definitely want to, you know, make sure that when people get there that it functions in a way that people are not going to think about that, man, it's hard to get around this thing. Exactly. And yeah, that kind of goes back with design, but this whole thing about user experience. Uh, speed is one thing, uh, but also just kind of think of your website more as, okay, I'm bringing someone into my house and I want to show various rooms of it. And how do I do that? So there's a lot more interconnecting of each page. Uh, it's not just having, okay, a menu with various pages that you have, but really trying to, you know, if someone's on the home page, trying to drive them to the n next page, which might be like, learn about, learn more details about what we do. We call these like call to actions of, you know, each page has sort of an area where uh, like a, a button or something that tries to get someone to go visit another page. Right. That's cool. I mean, keeping them on the site for as long as you can is obviously really good. So yeah. that, that goes to that. So maybe we did talk a little bit about mobiles. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit more about mobile responsiveness? Checking my notes. Okay. There, there's a lot of stats that are basically saying about half of your traffic is going to come to your website through mobile phones. Uh, so this means that new design techniques are being used uh, that cater at the same time to both computers and mobile phone users. The idea is that you have one website and it looks hey, it looks pretty good if you look if you view it on your mobile phone or your desktop computer. And in the past, that was kind of difficult because. Uh, it's hard to kind of squeeze something into a small screen, but we use different technologies now that kind of do this auto adjustment for you. Uh, in terms of how this affects your brand, uh, you know, this is, it's all about providing an easy viewing experience wherever your uh, viewers are. With a phone, you know, if there's ever a website that I go to and, you know, it's, everything is really small and I have to pinch uh, with my fingers to read the content, it's an additional step for me. You know, sometimes it's enough where I just don't even want to look at the page. I'm just going to go ahead and skip it. So that's a bad thing. And just finally, in terms of Google, Google search uh, is giving priority to websites put action into making something mobile responsive. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, really good points there. And then I guess the last thing about uh, what the last sort of important thing about websites is to make sure that your web hosting is actually up to snuff because it does make a huge difference in, in terms of performance and experience. So you could have like a beautifully designed website, you could have it mobile responsive or whatever, but then if like your hosting kind of lets you down and doesn't allow people to actually access your site within a reasonable amount of time, you're still going to lose that person. So, you know, consider making sure that your web hosting is also not just the 299, you know, or free web hosting, you know, think about how important it is to your customers that they actually are able to access your site and not be frustrated by, you know, thinking about how slow it is. All right, so let's go on to some actionable steps to take away from the podcast. You want to start with the first one? Okay. If you want a business website, then prepare yourself to build a business website. So this is just put yourself in the mindset. I would just say if you're starting off with a website, you want to build something new, just cover the basics. Don't get too, uh, too artistic with it. 
think about that with your design. You know, just make it very simple. Um, think of, don't make things difficult for people uh, in terms of finding content. But don't make it ugly either. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You still want to keep it cool, but you know, don't make it ugly. <laughs> yeah, the importance of this is that when you make things easier for people, uh, it just it sets the right tone for for who you are as a brand. You want it easy for them to find information because you want them to to maybe uh, do business with you. Well, I think that yeah, I think that also translates into if they find it easy to get information from your website and use your website. It may also think they might also think, well, it could probably be easy dealing with this person as well. All right. Well, the second actionable step here is uh, prepare a way to convert your visitors into warm prospects. So set up some sort of a sign up or some sort of subscribe button, uh, subscribe function rather. Uh, for example, Seth Godin, he still uses regular old RSS feeds. And what does RSS stand for? Again, I keep forgetting. Uh, re no, something syndicated. No. I can't remember what yeah. it stands for. Exactly. Really super Seth. Uh, <laughs> really super Seth. Yeah. Uh, all you got to do basically is click one thing and, you know, you get these il little emails uh, into your inbox every single day or whenever things are updated on your website. So something simple like that would be really good. Uh, maybe even consider getting an email management system such as MailChimp or GetResponse or one of these programs, one of these services rather, that will help you with collecting email addresses and making sure that when you do email people that you're not spamming them. Okay. So that would be the second thing. Yeah. And that goes with the third thing. As you're making a website, just put yourself in the mindset also to create a, your own lead, lead gen product. I mean, a website is not just trying to bring someone to your website to see a bunch of information, but it's really to build some customers. So do something. Uh, what I do or what we do on our website is we have a free evaluation. So Basically, there's a there's a link that you can go to and uh, just submit your uh, submit your website, and we'll do we'll do an assessment. So basically, I look at your a website and I spend some time on it and uh, and just highlight some things that I, I would consider iffy areas maybe that you could fix. And some other examples are just creating a maybe a one page PDF uh, with some tips of your specific uh, topic uh, for your prospects. So you know, people would download this and, and get some good ideas of what you're thinking or, or your knowledge and, and how you can help them. Cool. Awesome. And that is this episode of the Brand Ballers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers, learning to build a brand that people understand.